What's up, family? Welcome to another edition of The Foundation. This week on The Foundation, we were able to catch up with Jules Calhoun. Jules Calhoun is a 21-year-old kid who will be starting his own electrical maintenance business this summer. What struck me so much about this interview was how young and how mature Jules Calhoun was. Jules gave us Jules um, in the world of electrical maintenance. He showed us how to create an LLC with his electrical maintenance company through an app called LegalZoom. He also gives us the foundations in his journey and how he built himself up to where he is now. And he also gives us an outlook on the future of his company and the success of his business. Um, I think this will be a dope interview for viewers, and I think it'll be a lot of tools they can use to build their foundation. Without further ado, enjoy this interview and try to learn from Jews and learn from the trials and tribulations that he went through. Also, how he stayed with a positive mindset and found his way into a world where now he loves it and can actually make money for the rest of his life. Without further ado, let's get building, family. Peace. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the foundation. I'm here with another special guest. Uh, this Today we got Jules Calhoun um, in the studio with us. Jules Calhoun is a, a, a guy that I know very well. Um, he's a kid, grew up in, uh, Neptune, right? Neptune, New Jersey. Um, he played, uh, went to Neptune High School, played football, basketball, auto sports and stuff like that. Um, but today why I have him on the show is, um, Jules is starting a company, a maintenance, a, a electrical maintenance company. Um, and Jules is on, how, how old are you? 21. Only 21. Um, yeah, so Jules is 21, and he's starting um, his electrical maintenance company uh, this year, in a couple months, actually. So I got Jules on this show to kind of pretty much um, share with you guys um, his journey and how he built his foundation um, in this electrical maintenance world. And um, it just kind of give anybody who was thinking about, um, you know, alternate road of, uh, you know, making means, making money, um, doing something that, that they feel like um, is worthwhile and important. Um, you know, you can kind of look at Jules' story and see uh, if it's something that you can build um, in the electrical maintenance world or, you know, just anything, if you could take anything from his story. Um, so, you know, just to get started, uh, what's up, Jules? How you feeling today? I'm all right, man. Hanging in there. All right. So, um, what made you uh, decide to, you know, start your own um, company? Uh, were, were you working for a company before this? or? Yeah, I'm currently working for a company, uh, Shore Electric, based out of Red Bank. And, mm-hmm. um, but what really made me start my own company, because I was doing side work, what we call it in the field, we call it side work. Um, it's like work without the boss being there. It's like, like your own money, you know, it's like side jobs. So I was doing side jobs, but everything I was doing was illegal. 
you have to be licensed, you know, to do to do the things that illegal, I was doing. Illegal, like what? Like, with the state, illegal with the state. So, if I was to do, like, if I was to go into someone's home and just by word of mouth, they knew I was there or they got me there and, and you know, change the outlet or something like that, like, I could be liable for big trouble because I'm not licensed or insured or anything like that with the state. So, say I messed up and that house burned down, then I could potentially do a lot jail time actually oh damn yeah so that's why i chose to take the route to legalize it and also to you know have my financial freedom you, you don't you know you want to go into business for yourself uh-huh. you don't always want to be working for somebody because you know having that financial freedom is is a, is a lot like my nieces are growing up you know they're playing basketball now and some days i have to work and miss their games but if i have my own company and had that financial freedom you know i can say all right you know, I'm ahead. I have all my, you know, insurance and everything payments are done. I could go see my nieces play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why. That's dope. Um, I decided to go that's on the legal dope. route and start this company. And so um, just talk about, okay, so financial freedom is um, a big motivator for yeah. you, something that's big for you. Um, why is uh, financial freedom so, so important to you? Like, um why is that such a big deal for you? It, it's, it plays a toll in your life, you know, especially when you're doing something you love. You, you know, sometimes you do need a break, you know. If, when you can't take that break whenever you want and to rejuvenate your mind and, you know, so you could come back and attack things stronger at 100% at all times, that financial freedom can, you know, really help out a lot. Like, when you want to just, you know, relax with your family or say say you want to start a family hey like say your wife is pregnant and like you she needs to go to the doctors or something like that and you can't afford to take those days off of work but if you had that financial freedom where like all right you know i, I run i run my own business i can call out when i want i could i could take that trip i could be there for my daughters or niece or sons or nephews or whatever the case may be that financial freedom will really help out your life and you'll be you can actually take the time out to be a man that you want to be nah um nah, i feel that a hundred percent um and i feel like exactly what you said like you know people need to have that that financial freedom so if they want to take time they can take time yeah. um i feel like a lot of time you know people are working and like even me like i <clears throat> My yeah. family's booking flights and shit um, to, to go on vacation in a couple of months. And I'm like, yo, I, I can't even go exactly. because like, I can't take off that many days of exactly. work right now. And da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, you know, if I had that financial freedom, that, that's one instance of like something yeah. I'd be able to do. Um, and just like, you know, I think a lot of times we forget that that's the goal, you know. Yeah. Um and then find ourselves just working and working and working and then you're just like yo what's the point what's exactly. the point of all this you feel me next thing you know you're, you're ready to retire you're old yeah i've been working you, all my life next thing you know you 70 talking yeah. about i got work tomorrow like yeah. like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me like yeah. it, it, it don't it don't um to me it don't map out so all right so just talk a little bit about like your your upbringing like your childhood um you know where you grew up how you grew up you know certain things um that you learned in your childhood that kind of made you you know who you are today type deal my you know i i would say you know 
I could say oh, I had the rough childhood. I had everything like that. But honestly, I, I'm grateful for my childhood because I learned the things not to do. And mm. what I mean by that is like when when people say like, oh, um, you know, I, I fucked up or something like that, like they take it as like they made a mistake. But I took it as a lesson. So everything that was around me that was fucked up or that was, you know, not going as well, I took it as, all right, now I know what happened and what that situation or how that situation started. Now I know not to do that. Now I know, you know, to put money aside or now I know to pay bills on time. And now I know to keep a roof over my head because I, I'm 21 years old. I moved 19 times in my life. Damn. 19 times and it was from sleeping in my dad's motel room on the floor with his girlfriend and to my coach's house to my my friend's house who is basically like my brother and she's like my mother Uh to sleeping on my brother's couch to sleeping like you know just a bunch of places I never really had a place where I call home and one day I sat there and I told myself I said if I was to move again it would be because I chose to. Mm. And that's what made me, you know, I got a job, I got, you know, got my financial situation right, and uh, I got an apartment. And my parents are divorced. They wasn't really there, you know, to help me out, but they was always there if I needed something. You know, my brothers, they had their own lives to live and and everything like that. But um, sports was really like, basketball was my mental, like mental getaway. That was like my escape. And growing up playing basketball, like all my life, and transitioning that love for basketball into this company and electric was really like the key factor of changing everything that's been going on in my life. And I met a girl, you know, she helped me, she locked me down, and she was able to, you know, keep me focused and everything like that. But I'll say my childhood is really based off <clears throat> was really based off learning the lessons of what not to do in life. So. You know, I feel like that's that's a really important factor in life. It's learning what not to do. Damn. Um, I just wanted to touch on one thing you said. So, you said you moved. You're 21 um, years old, and yeah. you moved in your life 19 times. Yeah. So, like, roughly, that's that's a move almost, you know. Almost. Uh, that's, that's less than a move every two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, talk about, like, how, how did that affect you, um, you know, mentally? How did that affect you, you know, emotionally? Like, how how, how did you you deal with, oh, shit, I got to move here. Oh, shit, I got to move here. Um, never really feeling like you had, you know, I guess, yeah. like, a, a, a certain place that you could call home type deal. Uh, mentally, I'll say it, it made me think about, you know, everything. It made me sit back and think about life and, like, what I wanted to be and how I can stop it mentally. And it's sad to say, like, emotionally, I became immune to it. I became, like, I already knew what time it was. When I came home and, you know, it, it was like it went by steps. Like, all right, the lights was out. So I was like, all right, so we're behind on bills. We're either going to get help from, like, you know, a church or the government or something like that. Or the next step would be, all right, now my mom is telling me, oh, do you think you could stay at your friend's Mark's house for a little bit? And then I would just be like, yeah, no, no problem. And then run outside and go to, like, you know, McMahon or something and Damn. play basketball. But 
sad to say it, but uh, emotionally, I just took it as like, you know, took it to the chin and was like, all right, what's next? Yeah. I never tried to let it set me back. You know, that's why I never, I, I barely have any friends because uh -huh. I, I wasn't able to create any. You know, you can't Damn. create a best friend within six months, you know what I mean? Damn, or eight months, you know, it, and it was tough. I'm not solely blaming my parents, but uh -huh. no, the the road is tough. If you don't stay ahead of, stay ahead, stay ahead of life, that shit's gonna eat you up, man. It's, it really, it really can. Next thing you know, you be somewhere crazy and, and like so far behind. You're not realizing like how you're living, and you just stuck in that moment, stuck living day by day of what's next, instead of having that plan for the future. But yeah, emotionally, it's just been, I became immune to it and mentally I try to see what I could do to change it. And that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's big, man. I think that's, you know, mature for somebody so, so young. Um, yeah. So like, you know, if you 21 now um, and kind of like, what was, what was it, a, 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 a moment, a turning point or something where, where you kind of looked up and said, um, you know, I kind of got to get get myself together because um, even in the stuff that you're doing and starting a business um, and the steps that you had to even take to get here, it don't seem like, you know, your mom or your dad or anybody really schooled you on this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, what? how'd you, you know, s sit there and say, like, all right, you know, I got to make something happen. And then, like, what was your steps from, from going from somebody who, who'd been moving all his life, never really had no best friends or nothing, um, you know, went through high school and kind of had, you know, a whole bunch of stuff going on? How were you able to sit there and say, like, all right, well, I'm not going to let that limit me. Um, I got to still figure out, you know, how to make 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 shit happen, pretty much. Uh, wait. That moment hit me when I made sure, I wanted to make sure my kids didn't live the same life as me. So I, I want I want a family one day, everybody does, and I wanted to make sure my kid would have a stable home. So when I first, the last time I lived with my brother, um, I was sleeping on his couch, and I told myself, I was like, you know, this is the last time I'm moving. I, I, I just said it straight like that. This is the last, I gotta find a job. I gotta save up, I'm gonna get an apartment, and this would be the last time I move without, you know, my being being it my choice, you know? Uh -huh. So I put the I put the hours in, man. I, I just thought about it like that. It's like, all right, you either gonna, you know, depend on somebody else but having the roof over your head or you gonna make it happen on your on your own. Damn. And I feel like that that was the game changer. I was like, all right, I'm I gotta make things happen on my own. I can't depend on nobody else. I have, I have to go and get it. Because if I didn't, I, who knows where I would be right now, you know? Yeah, that's right. And I, and I thank myself every day, and I thank everybody around me who supported me for, you know, saying, like, all right, that's a good idea, do it. Because if I didn't have that, I, I would be, like, just sitting there, like, all right, what's next? All right, I can't live here? All right, let me find somewhere else to live. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, you know what, I can't live here, I'm going to make sure I have a place where I can say, all right, this is my home. This is where I will be, and if I need to move, I'm gonna move myself. You know, for better myself. Own, yeah, on my own. Yeah. And um, I work. I used to go into work at like, cause it's basically unlimited overtime, and that's how I kind of got into electric too. It's this place called Warshire 
electric supply. Uh-huh. And um, that was where you first started working. Like, yeah. once you realized, like, all right, I got to do, I got to get myself together. Yeah. You went and got a job at Warshire? Yeah, I went and got a job at Warshire. It's an electric supply house in Ten Falls. Okay. And, um, you know, it's basically all the material. It's like a... It's like a Home Depot for electricians, you know? Okay. You go in there, you pick anything you want, anything you need for the job. And um, it started with, they have a showroom where there's chandeliers and fixtures and stuff like that. And um, I was looking and I seen the kid putting a fixture up or a chandelier up. I was like, wow, okay. I want, So I went next thing, the next day I went to the man, I was like, hey, how, how do I come about or taking the steps to being, you know, putting the chandeliers up? Uh-huh. He told me what I had to do. I did it, and then a week, couple weeks from there, I did everything I had to do, and I was putting chandeliers up. So the chandelier wasn't originally like your assignment. No, it wasn't. Nah, you just saw some dude putting yeah, the chandeliers up. I seen him putting it up, and I was like, all right, I want to do that. That's nice. Like now, when different. you saw that, were you drawn to, you know, the you know the intricacy of him putting it up, or were you drawn to like? This is just some, or did you look at it like, yo, this is an opportunity, or was it, like, what, what, what happened in that moment where you looked at that and said, okay, because you have a lot of people who like are, these are, this not my job type of people, yeah, or like yeah. only try to do their bare minimum. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to figure out what was what was the motive when you saw somebody doing something extra and was like. Wait, damn! Like, how how do I do that too? Like, yeah, well, my motive with that, I, my my ultimate goal was to get an apartment. Okay. So, the more valuable you are, the more you'll get paid. Facts. That, that that's just how it is in life. So I seen that. I was like, all right, that'll add value to me to my name within this company. Mm. So I came about, and that's how that's what made me wanted to get into that. Mm. I think I think that is so I want to like take a break from the story because I think that is like super important what you just said um, that you recognize that you had to add value um, in order to to make more money. Yeah. Um, it's so many people like that just are like, yo, I need more money or think, you know, just because they went to school, they're yeah. entitled to, to get paid a certain salary. Yeah. Um, and it's like, bro, if you're not valuable, you, yeah. you're not going to get paid. Exactly. Like, like that's just yeah. like, if I don't need, like, why you think I'm just going to pay you all this money or yeah. somebody's just going to pay you this money when you're not valuable? Exactly. Um, when when you come to work late, when you try to say mm-hmm. this is not this is only my job, when you don't yeah. care about your job, yeah. like it and for me is it was it was it was I I I didn't always think this way, um, and it's kind of sh- stuff you have to learn. So I think for you to be twenty one and I'm twenty seven with this mindset, for you to be twenty one and have that mindset of that you know that you have to provide value in order to get paid, in mm-hmm. order to, you know, increase the value of your life, um, that is going to pay crazy dividends. And it's like you got a crazy head start because nobody, well, let me fit like very few people your age, yeah. very few people my age even think, you know, like that they have to provide value. It's yeah. always what could I get, what could, you know, how could I get, you know, what could somebody do for me? And I think that 
you know, once you start doing stuff for people, making sure that you, you know, increase your skills and be more valuable, you're just going to have way more opportunities to get money anyway. Yep. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all right. So, you was you was working at this spot. Um, you saw my man doing the, the chandeliers. You mm-hmm. asked him, teach you how to do the chandeliers, and then from there. And then from there, I put up my first chandelier. I did my first uh, after-work project. I was getting overtime, so I was loving it. I didn't care what I ne- needed to be done because, <laughs> you know, that's just more hours to me, more time to have, more uh-huh. money, more closer steps to get in that apartment. So I was there. He showed me. He put one up. I did the next one, and then I hit that switch. And when I hit that switch and them lights turned on and everything was working and them crystals were shining, <laughs> I was like, this is this is something special. Like, this is, I'm like, this is nice. And then it became, after that, it was like, all right, you want to do this project with me after work? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and then it became and then it was one project after another after another. And then I realized... It was all it was all electrical projects, by the way, and I realized I was like, wow, like there's a lot of shit you can learn. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that needs to be done, and then you start thinking like, everywhere you go, there's electric. Yeah. Literally everywhere in the world you go, there will be electric. And I and I was thinking, and then I sat down. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? And then we jumped out with some lights. We did some hi-hat lights, trims, and stuff like that. We were just doing projects left and right. And then it just became, I started going home, YouTubing how to do this, how to do that with electric. And I'm just sitting there just fascinated. Just my love is just growing for it. And I was just just thinking like, all right, maybe maybe this is... Uh, for electric. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm for electric. Maybe this is what I've been missing, you know, these last... Well, how old was I? Eighteen. These last eighteen years. Damn. Ain't, so that was three years ago when you yeah. when you fixed. So, so you only been doing electrical stuff for three years. About three years. Yeah. For about three years, and you like, all right, now I'm about to start this business. Yeah. And what I think is is huge in in your story is that you know a lot of people before they start stuff. They want to be assured that it's going to work or they yeah. want to be assured that it's a clear road. Um, and like for you, like you, you're you just started off by saying, all right, well, I need a job. Uh, yep. You know, I just need a job. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go to going at that job and in that job, you see the opportunity that, OK, I could do this job on top of it. Yeah. Now you took that opportunity, develop into a skill, a love, a passion. And then three years later, now you got a business. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah. it's it's crazy. Like just just how it manifests. Yeah, how it manifests when you when you got some type of direction and, and passion behind it, uh-huh. to where you was like, all right, you know, I I felt you know you started to get, you know, more into it. Now you going home looking up on your own yeah. time, YouTube and 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 putting you know time into it. And then now you you turn into a, a guy that can at twenty one you know start your own company. But it wasn't just you know all right I'm sitting here tomorrow. All right I got my own company. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like and I feel like a lot of people like a lot think that road is possible or they think you know if I want to start something I can start it tomorrow and it's gonna be cool and mm-hmm. everybody gonna love it and buy shit and you know. Yeah. 
I think it's crazy. Um, but I think the fact that you took that opportunity and you didn't you didn't look at it in the opportunity, which is a lot what a lot of people see. So like a yeah. lot of people would be like, All right, I'm not gonna work there because you know, that's some bullshit job doing electric mm-hmm. you feel me? But you like, yo, I was working here and then I just seen some dude doing some chandelier and now just from doing that I learned some skills that now I could eat for the rest of my life. Rest you of your feel life. me? Yep. Exactly. Like <laughs> and I think that's the craziest I think that's the craziest part. Um I think that's a dope um mindset to have. Um so alright, let's get into the actual forming together of, you know, your company. Um, so you doing these jobs, you started um, doing some side jobs, but you realize that, um, you know, due to the liability issues mm-hmm. of you being almost an independent contractor um, of sorts, yeah. um, you will have all that liability personally. Yeah. You feel me? Um, so you figure maybe if you get it into an LLC, that liability will be on your company on the, company. On the LLC side. Um, all right, so just talk about from from you saying you coming up with the idea, um, manifesting the thought of saying like, all right, well I should probably turn this into a business. Like, what was your next step from actually having the idea of like, all right, I want to start this business. The idea I'll say is solely originated from me wanting to actually start an electrical business, an electrical company called Electro City Contractors. Okay. That's how it solely started. But that, you know, and that that has to take time. That mm-hmm. has to, I have to be licensed for that. I have to be, you know, I can't just say to my customers that I have now and just say like, all right, I can't do work for you anymore. I have to come back in five years. You know, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't just say that. So I was like, all right, what can I do now? What can I do now? I'm not going to sit here and wait for it. I'm not... I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to do what I need to do to get the license, but I'm not going to do something else. So right now, you're in, you're in school to get yes. the license, right? Yes. But you got to have three more years to get the license, right? Yeah, I need three more years of school, and I need five years of in-the-field experience. But instead of saying, all right, well, I'm going to wait until after I get like three years of school and experience, Yeah. you said, okay, well, let me do what I can um, right, right here with what I got. And let me, you know, open up this company to where I could work um, and my skills could still be getting sharpened Mm -hmm. and um, I could still be making money doing the same work that I will eventually be doing. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. So, so right now you're in a, you figure, all right, let me find a way to still bring this, this, this product, this, um, this service Mm-hmm. To my customers um, now, right? Yes. Okay. And just talk about, like, how, you know, you... Yeah, so with that, with that, also, I figured out what I could do now. I did my research with the state, and there's a thing called um, minor work and ordinary maintenance. Okay. And with minor work and ordinary maintenance, it all was created from when big big factories or, or so would have to uh, call an electrician... And the electrician would charge them like time and material and like time for each man to be like $200 a man or just crazy prices just to come there to change like a light bulb or a ballast or something. Mm. You know, and companies, you know, over the years, like say you have, you have like 
a hundred lights in some big factory, some warehouses. Mm. You got a hundred lights, and if one ballast go out, that means sooner or later the other lights is coming out. Mm. So you times that three hundred by a hundred, you know what I mean? That's a lot of money that could happen within a year or so. Yeah. So the company started to um, realize that, and then the government or the case may be made what they call uh, minor work and ordinary maintenance to where you could hire a handyman or somebody that doesn't need to be licensed to change that light bulb or ballast. Mm. And it trickled down to homes and then from there forth. So I seen that, I got the, um, whatever, the statement or whatever it says that I can do. And I was like, oh, so how can I go about making that company? How can I go about making a company that does minor work and ordinary maintenance? So the minor work and ordinary maintenance was like almost like a provision or like an act that now allowed people who yes. weren't licensed to do this work, yes. um, this electrical work, and still be like, you know, get paid for it and have it yeah. legal and stuff. Like yes. That. Also for uh, homeowners as well. Oh, for homeowners. Yeah, because okay. say, say you're a homeowner and you, you know, you want to change the outlet, you know, you got you don't have to call an electrician. You could do minor work or ordinary maintenance too. So the what's outlet. the work that you need to be licensed to do? You say, uh, if we want to do a house from scratch, you got to run new wires or mm. you got to do, you know, generators. Anything that is involving new circuitry is what they call it. So new wires okay. that's ran. You you can't, I can't, I'm limited to that. I can't do that. Okay. So, because I, if I fuck up, I could, you know, could burn. Liable, yeah, I could man. be liable for it. I'm not licensed. I didn't take the proper time of five years of experience mm. or the schooling to understand why you have to run a number six wire opposed to a, number, a 12 gauge wire. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so right now, you just don't even have that knowledge and expertise yet to even do those kind of type of the jobs. Really big, the yeah, really big, big shit. type of jobs. And yeah. so, what's the stuff that you could do and specialize in now? I, I mean, I could change about company. I could change ballast. I can maintenance uh, generators, which is the oil change, mm-hmm. the simple oil change. I could change out outlets and switches, mm-hmm. uh, light fixtures, uh, pool lights. GFIs, outside outlets, and, you know, really small things, you know. Uh-huh. That's just really, that's basically there. If it's there, I could do apples for apples, you uh-huh. know what I mean? If it's there, I could take it out and put it in. Okay. I can't, you know, add another one. Yeah. Because that would be running a new wire. So you can't sheet. run no new wires and stuff, no. but, like, you can pretty much repair what people Re- already yes. have. Maintenance. Ma- yeah, maintenance. All right, there, there you go. go. You see? Yeah, all right, so that's where the maintenance that's is. That's where the maintenance is. All right, from. cool. So pretty much, like, if I got some cosmetic type of shit, if I got lights mm-hmm. leading, you know, towards my house, or I got lights in the back. Exactly. Um, Stuff like that. You can yeah. fix all that type of stuff. Yes. All right, cool. Um, All right, yeah, that's what's up. And so you were like, all right, I'm going to make this. Um, So... What was the step to now, you know, creating an actual company? The steps were, so I figured that out. I figured out I could do the maintenance. Uh-huh. And then I figured out what I needed to do to start that maintenance company. And that's where I came across uh, a limited liability company. LLC? The LLC. Okay. So, now talk about how you got your LLC and you did your LLC. So I did research. You could either, you know, go about it doing everything on your own, but they have... Uh, Agency is the where they do it for you. Okay. They do all the legwork for you, and I chose uh, LegalZoom. 
League Zoom. Legal Zoom. Yeah, League Zoom is really great. They have an app. It shows you the progress of your company and if it's almost completed and whatnot. Uh-huh. So I went through Legal Zoom. You know, I filled in the basic information, like my address, my name, the name of the company, uh, where, what am I going to be doing, and everything like that. And um, now, with Legal Zoom, um, do they like research your the name that's checked that nobody else got that yes. name? They 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 do all of that. They do uh, all leg the work and stuff. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, that also comes with a free consultant and a tax agent. Yeah, it comes with it. Uh, you get to meet up with a tax agent to make sure everything is uh, up to date and everything you needed to be done with the IRS for business purposes uh-huh. are done correctly and completed. Wow. And yeah. how much was it for that whole package deal that you had? The whole, I got, there's three different packages. There's okay. economy package, there's uh-huh. a standard package, and then there's an expert package. Uh-huh. I chose the expert package because I needed to be done fast. I needed to get done. That's really the only perks the ex- expert package has. Uh-huh. And it came out to around like seven seventy four or something like that. Okay. And they also have an option where you could pay in three monthly installments. Oh. So you don't even need the money right up front oh, to actually start the business. They'll start doing everything right, right then and there if you pay, if they break it up into three monthly installments. But, yeah. you know, I just... You know, I don't want to be liable and miss uh, a payment, uh-huh. you know, or something yeah. like that. So I paid the full thing. and Damn, yo, I think that yeah. I think that is, that's a crucial, that's a cheat code right there, man. It because is. Because a lot of people, like even me, um, you know, that's something that's slowing me down. Um, trying to figure out the LLC process. And it's like, if you could pay a, a couple extra dollars to get somebody, you know, who's trained to do that yeah. type of research and that type of stuff for you um i feel like it's i feel like it's, it's definitely valuable and it's going to end up saving you a lot of money in the yeah. long run exactly um so along with the consultant and the tax agent you went and got some extra as a registered agent um now talk about that because to have an llc um in general you need a registered agent yeah. but if you don't hire one you are um you can claim yourself as a registered agent yeah okay so you either could hire a registered agent or you could claim that you are the registered agent yourself for your company and what and what's the utility of a a registered agent like what do they do like i don't i didn't before you know i did research but i didn't even know what um operating agreement was mm. you know and my mm. registered agent he came about and he you know you can speak with him on the phone he'll tell you everything you need to do everything that needs to be done and all that wow. he created my operating agreement he made sure the state with the state that my name was you know available and i was able to get he made sure that i got my proper um fein your or employee id number Mm. He like all every all those things that you could be, you know, ignorant to or yeah. not the blue because you so, don't know because you, you don't know your registered agent. But all right, here's what you need to do. Boom, boom, boom. Present it to you. He'll make sure everything's correct, and then before he sends it off to the state, Damn. and that's what makes the process go back so easier, so much more easier because you could you know claim yourself as a registered agent and i mean for 160 a year like yeah that's you know that could yeah. save so you, you only so pay 160 yeah for a the, year for, the for this agent. guy yeah 
And what is he doing? What what he really does is looking at the agreements, looking at the paperwork, yeah. and he know he knows the stuff to look for because exactly. he's training it where you know you don't exactly. Um. So I yeah I think that as a definite um cheat code and, and just yeah. you know knowledge that people I didn't know that um at all um so I appreciate you sharing that with me because now it's like. Now I know when I'm going, I'm gonna make sure <laughs> to yeah. to spend that one sixty yeah. and just to get a registered agent because I'm in law school and I don't necessarily even know what an operating agreement is. Yeah. Um, you feel me? <laughs> so like, I think uh, you know it's definitely uh, important to have those those professionals to do that type of work with you. So you got the LLC all created. Um, you know, you got your registered agent. Um, now, what's the next step? You know, in in the process of the the company. So, my next step is to come forth with you know, make sure everybody knows that I'm legal. Okay. So all my previous clientele, they know that I'm legal. I can handle, and and that's another thing. If you're not uh, legal, you can't advertise. Mm. Because you gonna advertise it, the next you know it's at the inspector's door or on his phone, and he's like, "All right, who is this guy?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Now that's major red flags. Yeah. You, so now you're on watch. Yeah. But now everything is legal, mm. everything's insured. Mm. Now you can advertise. So my next step is really advertising, growing the company, getting more in clientele, and hopefully word of mouth is spread and business cards and company van. But right now, I'm focusing on advertising, getting my name out there, mm-hmm. letting people know that I'm available for service and what I can provide to their homes and stuff like that. Okay. All right, man. That's what's up. And uh, so what's what's some of the the marketing strategies that you, you started taking so far? Um, and, like, are you doing... Are you doing more work to try to learn how to market? Are you, like, trying to, you know, learn some more marketing schemes and stuff like that? Or are you looking to maybe outsource that type of stuff, too, and just get you, a, you know, like a social media manager or, yeah, like, a, I, like, an advertising person? I see, you know, nowadays, especially our our generation, uh-huh. You don't you don't wake up in the morning and turn on the news or grab a newspaper. Facts. Like you're you're on Instagram and you you could literally figure out everything was going on on by the touch of your finger with Instagram. Facts. So uh, I created an Instagram page. Okay. And then I linked that to a Facebook page. Uh-huh. And then you start sharing, you posting pictures and everything like that. And then but what my next step with marketing is creating a website. Okay. Getting getting the website, getting the domain, because if you Google search, and then that way you can get on Yelp and stuff like that. So if you Google search like, oh, uh, who can fix my outlet or who can do this, my name can pop up, my website can pop up, and you could click on it and then get a free estimate and stuff like that. But social media, right now is my main focus right now, build my social media uh, marketing up. Uh-huh. And then next step after that for marketing would be uh-huh. a website fact and so when when do you uh see or when do you think um you know you're gonna be officially ready to start uh doing jobs and electro city maintenance is going to be officially um you know ready to to launch and 
and started working? Uh, officially, uh, I, you know, right now, officially, I can, you know, I can start right now. I have mm-hmm. all the paperwork. I have the bank account and everything like that. But officially, I, I want to say May. I'm going to say May. Yeah, beginning of May, I want to go, you know, full head of steam. You know, Saturdays and Sundays, you know, I'll just be focused on my company and handling business with that. All right, that's what's up, man. And so what's, what's something, like, um, that you would want, you know, people, young people maybe your age um, who are thinking about, you know, maybe – starting businesses or you know just just bettering themselves you know taking a different lane um what type of you know advice would you have have for them because you know you still are in in your grind right now like you still got three more years to go um and to be a vocational i mean to you still got three more years to go to be a license and stuff um, so like what what kind of message would you have to them to kinda, you know, start I, to build a foundation? I'll say my my message would to be is like don't think that being in that happened to like, you know, be be an NBA player or mm. an NFL player has to be the only option. I mm. wanna say that you have we have so much time. Like, with this business, like, God forbid it don't, but it could fail. Mm. But if it fails, what, what I'm going to be, 25? Yeah. <laughs> 25? Yeah. You know, I have time to take the risk, the major risk, and, you know, see, and that's what I say, learning what not to do. Mm-hmm. So say this company fails, like, all right, now I know why the company fell. And by the time then, if it do fail, hopefully it don't. I'll be licensed. Yeah. So now I start a real company. I right, I already know. I already had a company. You already know. You know yep. what I mean? I already know what happened. I already know what I could do. I already know what I'm about to do. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. So being young, I say, you know, find find what you love and and just take take risks. Take risks now while you can because when when it's time to go, even when you're 40, you can still take risks. Like yeah. I follow Gary Vee. He, he emphasized that so much about being like age like you're gonna live the life you live say you're 20 you're gonna live the life you live three more times Correct. three or four more times so you know if you're young do it now do it don't think you're like all right i i didn't make it to the nba what do i do now let me just go work at five guys so, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah man. Right, like all right either all right you didn't make it all right get back into school yeah, find yeah, a degree right. figure out what you love yeah because it, it's gonna be something like you like, for instance, like, if you had a girlfriend, you loved her, but then, you know, you guys broke up, you fell apart. You're going to love somebody else. You're going you're gonna to come across somebody else. So there's more things in life than just, you know, football, basketball, whatever, you know, high celebrities and stuff like that, like electric, plumbing, carpentry, law. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. way much more things. Like, And I'll say, <clears throat> if your plan A didn't work, make another plan A. You know what I mean? Mm. If your plan A didn't work, make another plan A. And, I, like and again. I like that. I like that. I talk a uh, talk a little bit more about that. Like, if your plan A didn't work, make another plan A. Don't plan B. Yeah. And talk about like the ideology and uh, the mental attitude that somebody would have if they go into a plan B versus if they think it's another plan A. Yeah, because if you, you know, say my plan A was NBA, mm-hmm. you know, 
you can call this a plan B, but I, I turned it into a plan A. That's why I said mm. make a plan A into, a, into another plan A because now I, I, when I'm at home, I'm, I used to YouTube all his life. Now I'm YouTubing how to uh, change the GFI, how to make mm. a, uh, how to do a three-way. You know what I mean? <laughs> my love for basketball transitioned, my plan A transitioned to my love for I say now is another plan A. So that's why that's why I said said it like that, you know. Don't don't think it's a plan B, cause then mentally you're like, oh, I didn't make it. You moping around, you carrying around. Oh, I never been there. I never did that, because you think you're stuck in the, at, at your plan B. But that I I I don't think that should be the case. I think people should start thinking like, all right, plan A didn't work. Learn what you uh what not to do start another plan A and attack it just how it was, you know, just how you mm. had your plan A before. And so, yeah, that, that plan A, that plan A to plan A stuff is, is really um, powerful. And I think for me, I kind of had a, a moment of that too, where it was like, um, you know, I was, I was just like you, you, you had the hoop dreams. I had, you know, dreams in the NFL and it's like, you know, once I got hurt in college and tore my ACL and and I never really came back playing the same way. Um, it was like I had a couple years where I fell into a depression and um, you know, shit went bad because I didn't have something that was another plan A. Um and I didn't necessarily had a well, I did have a plan B and that was like you know, going to, uh, you know, to be like a state trooper because I was studying, I had a criminal criminal justice degree. Mm -hmm. But just like we just said, if it's a plan B, it's not going to give you that same feeling, that same hunger, that same, that same thirst as a, as a plan A. So like, while it was like a plan, you know, that was, you know, it was plausible, okay, you go be a, a state trooper or be a CO, mm -hmm. correctional officer or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, that's all right. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't pulling me. Like, it wasn't yeah. interesting to me. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, a fire in me. And then that's when the law just, you know, naturally, you know, seeing itself. And, you know, I'm watching, you know, 13, um, and I just seen that in the law, it was some stuff that wasn't sitting right with me. And that was um, one of the statistics was that out of all the cases in um, America, 97% of those is plea deals. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, I was like, whoa, 97% yeah. of dudes is copping a plea deal. Like, that is ridiculous to me. Um, and I was like. Yo, this this isn't right. Um, so you know that was something that was like, all right, I gotta go back to school. To I said I was going back to school to be a professor. Um, because I felt like people needed to know about the stuff that was going back. And then mm -hmm. just like you, in the midst of the, in the midst of you just going to get a job, I was just going to get a master's degree. And in the midst of that, took a law class and was like, whoa, the only way I could be pop like powerful or the best way for me to be powerful to inflict this change is going to be to have some legislative power, meaning I'm going to have to be a lawyer. That became the new NFL for me. So yeah. now it's like once I, once I, you know, recalibrated in that mindset, 
you start to bring that mindset that you had, just like we was talking about before, that mindset that you had on the field, and that that starts to come into your new thing. So it's like now, just like you said, we was Google, you was Googling our YouTube and, you know, ball is live. Let's watch highlights and stuff. And then now it goes to, you know, extra hours um, doing cases, reading different cases, um, yeah. you know, reading the law. You just looked at the book in my, my car, you feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah. just reading different, like, shit like that. And it it doesn't even, it's not even like it's work anymore. You feel me? Because yeah. it's something that you want to do. You feel me? So you're you, not you like. Fall, you fall in love with that process. Exactly. And it just and, becomes a grind. Exactly. And that's why I think, you know, once you fall in love with that process, I think that's why you're going to be great and be super successful because you're falling in love with the process as opposed to a lot of people who are always looking at the goal. How to get out the process. Yeah. And they like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I only got four years. And then yeah. the people be like, yo, I want to be this, but I had to go to school for four years. Yeah. So I ain't go, like, bro, you yeah. gonna be alive four more, like, what, in four more years, you're gonna be four years older than you yeah. is now. So it's either you're gonna be four years older with a degree or with whatever you want, or you're gonna be four years older without it. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? That, exactly. That's the only thing that's gonna happen. So so this time of oh um, contemplating yeah contemplating and i don't want to you know it it is crazy to me um and i think that 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 once you get into the mode of something that is super passionate that you're super passionate about you you can do that you feel yeah. I me mean? i feel like a lot of people can't do that cuz they don't got nothing they're passionate about yeah. you feel know I me mean? yeah um and it's weird, man, because I feel like sometimes people have things that they say that they're passionate about, but they really not. They really you not. feel me? They just want to be cool or something. Because you ask yeah. them, you know, like, you're like, why are you not doing it then? And yeah. then you get a hundred, hundred <laughs> excuses. <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, bro, you ain't got to, like, lie yeah. to me. Like, exactly. why you got to give me the excuses? If you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. Um, so, like, yeah, man, I think that. You starting this company at age 21 is really big for you, man. Um, the company, Electro, Ma Electro City Maintenance, based out of, um, you're going to be based out of Tom's River? Yeah, Monmouth and Ocean County. All right, based out of Monmouth and Ocean County. Um, phone number is 732-288-5345. Mm -hmm. I'm fully insured to give you free estimates. Um, you get any type of light fixtures, repaired, um, what else we doing? What else you do, we got? Uh, light fixture repairs, uh, you got outlet repairs, mm -hmm. GFI repairs, three ways, three ways hooked up wrong, stuff like that, you know? All right. And what's your, uh, your Instagram? How can they find you on Facebook? Uh, my Instagram is electrocity underscore maintenance underscore LLC. Okay. Electrocity. And you can see all my work. You can see what you could get there. Um, business cards coming soon. Website coming soon. Also, the Facebook same Electro City underscore Maintenance underscore LLC. And yeah, that's it. All right. Um. Yeah. And so, just before we go, man, I just kind of want to know, like, what is um, you know, who are maybe like some people? Like, I know you mentioned that you listened to Gary V earlier. Um. 
Are there other people that really had a, a positive influence or a big impact on your life um, and, and your mindset to this day? Is it, um, you know, like, do you got like a couple top people that you kind of, you know, look up to in that field or? Uh, definitely, you know, I listen to E, E the Motivational Speaker. I listen to him almost every morning. What's his name? E. E? You know, oh, uh, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas. All right, yeah, yeah. Yep. Eric Thomas is uh, big for me, too, man. I listen to him almost every morning. Gary V. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to filter my Instagram to where I'm just seeing those guys. Mm. People like them. Uh, Robert Kikowski. Robert Kikowski. I read, I read his books. Uh, and also my, my grandfather, man. He's about almost there and there, 90 years old. And he's every time I go over there to visit him, he's either painting something, fixing the screen door or something like that. Damn. And um, he just recently was in the hospital and he was talking about how uh, he was sitting in bed, you know, talking, oh, I got so much work to do when I get back home. Like he's just, his mindset is always like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm sitting here, I, you know, I'm sitting at home, you know, playing 2K or something, but before I was, uh-huh. you know, playing 2K, not thinking about, like, all right, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And his mindset kind of, like, you know, if he could do it at 90 or 80, like, I don't know his age exactly because, you know, I don't ask him because <laughs> you know, I don't want him to feel, you know. But um, he's, yeah, a, he's about damn near 90, and he's always thinking about what can he do next. You know, he's a reverend. Uh, he's a security guard at Asbury Park High School. Damn. And he's a father of five kids, a wife, I mean, a husband. He's a husband, you know what I mean? He yeah. has a lot of a lot of labels on his chest. And yeah. He's always figuring out what he can do to better everything around him. So he, he's a big inspiration in my life, definitely, and in this idea. Damn, man. That, that's that's what's up. That's dope um, that you have, you know, that, that, that model to look at yeah. and um, kind of, you know, internalize those principles and... And um, you know, give them, give them back out, and um, enact them in your life. So, like, what, what would you say is um, this is like one of my last questions. Like, what would you say is one of your um most important, in one word, most important qualities or um, you know, attributes to have in order to try to you know be successful and you know make it. I was saying you you need the qualities you would need is, is respect uh-huh. and an open mind. Uh-huh. I feel like those those two is really really a game changer. You you respect the people around you. You respect yourself. You respect other people's time. You respect your time, and you realize like you have to be productive and being respectful towards yourself and towards other people and being open minded. You know, like. For instance, like when I started, how you spoke about it before, like, oh, um, he was doing a light fixture. How can I become more valuable? You know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh, it's just, it's not in my pay grade or it's not my job. He was being open-minded about how, you know, other people think, like, all right, he's more valuable. I could give him more money. I could give him more hours and stuff like that. So having that open mind and not following the norm mm-hmm. can really change you to make you that 1%. That everybody's, you know, that wants to get, you know what I mean? That one percent, people are open-minded, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. Um, and I, I, I tell people that a lot. Um, and that's just kind of what I, I like. My philosophy to prescribe to is, you know, to kind of try to do 
uh, something that's a little different or contrary yeah. to what everybody's saying. Because just like you said, if it's one percent, then that means that ninety nine percent is doing the same thing or very similar things, and is doing something different than this one percent is doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it's like a game of averages. Like, damn man, if you know, it's only this a little bit amount of people and they rich. And they must be doing something different than all these other people is doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I kind of see it day to day when, um, you know, you could just see it when you talk to people and you you can talk and you can hear like some of the things that they think is crazy. Like people think it's crazy that I go to work overnight and then go to school during the day. Um, yeah. And I'm just like. And they like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like, why would you do that? Da, da, da. And I'm like, just like you said, like, yo, my mom is working, bro. Like, I'm <laughs> not like, where where do you think, like, I could chill out at? Like, mm -hmm. where's the chill out session here? Like, I'm not rich. Mm -hmm. I'm living with my mom. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is not chill out time. Um, And, like, for me, I feel like personally I can't never just be chilling until my mom is not working. Because yeah. for me, my mom been working 15 years to, like, try to take mm -hmm. care of her. Since she was, no, not 15 years. Since she was 15 years old, she had me. So it was, like, for me, I feel like it's, it's, it's different. And it's like, yo... I can't have the luxury to just chill out. Mm -hmm. And once I see that people think that, oh, going to work and going to school is crazy, that's the type of shit I'm like, all right, I got to do more of that. Yeah. Um, yep, if, exactly. When they think that, you know, staying up late to study or doing that, like, it's crazy, mm -hmm. all right, I got to do more of that. Mm -hmm. Like, when they like, yo, I want to even be – you know, watching all this educational shit. All right, you got to do more of that. Yeah. Whatever other people don't want to do, um, I'm like, I got to do that. And like yeah. you said, uh, you like Robert Kiyosaki, mm -hmm. um, the guy who wrote Rich Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And in that in that book, here's a part where he talks about the don't want tos, um, yeah. and he talk about like. How that is what, you know, separates pretty much the rich and the poor because mm -hmm. the rich don't want to, like, no, nobody want to do this shit. Nobody exactly. want to do this yeah. shit. But it's like, who's going to actually do it? And that's going to separate you because if 10 people, were, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. If you're the one person that do it, then you're going to be that step ahead. You mm -hmm. feel me? Um, exactly. Yeah, man. It was the same same way with me. I was... Wake up, 5.30, at war shower by 6, leave war shower at 5, and then had class at 6.30 from 5. You know, it was an hour drive up in Union. Mm -hmm. It was like an hour and like 20 minutes. No, nah, not hour, like hour and 10 minutes. Drive there from 6.30 to 9.30, hour home back, and then it was repeat. It yeah. was repeat. And it's like no time to chill, no time to, you know, hit up people and say what you're doing or where you at or just come home. Eat my and my girl was there for me. She had meal ready because she was on the same path. She wants to be a nurse. You know mm. what I mean? She wakes up, school, work, school, work, school, work. It's just a repetitive process, and we both fell in love with that process, and we're doing what one percent of people are doing. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like, that's where you could be calm, 
and cool and content and knowing that mm-hmm. you don't need it today. Like, you don't need the shit to, like, blow open to tomorrow. Exactly. Because you know that you are staying down, you staying consistent, and really that's the biggest thing, like, the mm-hmm. consistency, like, this whole, like, that's why, like, everybody, like, motivation, motivation. And, like, more I learned about motivation, I more I learned that motivation is not what's going to pull you through. Yeah. Like, motivation that gets you hyped up to, like, go to the gym today and, mm-hmm. like, start shit today. You might start for a week or two, but you're going to need a why, and you're going to need consistency. Yeah. Um, so like if you don't have that purpose, like we went back to saying the plan A is plan A. If this is not plan A for you, it's gonna be a lot of times where you can just let it go because it's exactly. not that important to you. And if you're not consistent, you can fuck up or you can mess up maybe like two years of consistent effort by like being inconsistent for like one month. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. or like a week or like, like something like that. Exactly. So it's like Really just having that consistency and, and being, you know, dedicated to that is is a dope, you know, yeah. concept and stuff, man. But, man, it's been a great, uh, great conversation, man. I think you got a lot of knowledge, man. Definitely. You got a, a, a great mindset to be like a 21-year-old um, per like twenty one year old person that's starting a business this year. Um, and just like I told you before, man, the the whole premise of this show is to give the listeners, um, you know, different examples of people around from the community. Like yeah. I know you, you like you like a another little brother to me, uh-huh. kind of. You feel exactly. me? Just from having the relationship with your brother and then you and my little brother playing against each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, that's why it's, like, even super dope to see you grow up um, and to see you where you at now. Like, man, you having a company at 21. Like, I was nowhere near <laughs> thinking about this shit, like, at 21. Me and your brother was probably, like, trying to get some chicks in the <laughs> back of the... You feel me? Like, at 21, like... So, like, this is dope. And just like I said, like, I want the readers or the listeners to listen to this and be like, yo, all right, that's Jules. Um, and he's 21. And he from Neptune. And he didn't grow up, you know, with a silver spoon. Didn't grow up with too much opportunity. And still, out of that, made a life for himself. And not just a living. Not just a, oh, I'm working at this spot. I don't know. You went. You learned it. You said, all right, instead of being an employee, I'm going to turn this into a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's powerful for 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 young people around this community to see that they don't have to be um, a NFL player, an yeah. NBA player. They don't have to get a record contract. They don't have to try to, you know, do all this shit for attention and be a YouTube star or mm-hmm. an Instagram. Like, they can be... Real hardworking people have their own businesses and stuff like, and not be flashy like you yeah. electric electrical maintenance person. Like this ain't no you don't see them on TV. Exactly. They not like yeah. electrical maintenance tonight yeah. at seven. Like <laughs> yeah. that shit is not yeah. like a. But you like yo, it's what I like to do. It's something that I found um, special mm-hmm. for me, and if I could provide value here, um, you doing it, you know. 
Definitely. And yo, your story is just a testimony um, to like hard work, to resiliency, um, and me just knowing, uh, you know, the backstory, your background, and you know how you grew up and shit. Like I'm super proud of you. Um, and you know, really, you know, just keep it going, man. Uh, Jules Calhoun, Electro City Maintenance. Um, you go start doing jobs in May, hitting my residential and commercial, um, electrical maintenance, fully insured, free estimates, number 732-288-5345. Instagram, what's the Instagram again? Electro City, underscore maintenance, underscore LOC. All right. And, uh, you got a little last thing you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Or? Uh, you know, I just want to say if, if you has something in mind and i hope this inspired you and just to, you know just to do it you know what i mean and create that consistency and fall in love with that process and always always know that there's something else that could be done you know what i mean you you can always figure out something to do you can always figure out what's next you don't have to sit there and be stuck in life you can always just go all right what's next what can i do how can i do it and just do it that's that's the only thing i gotta say Man, that's what's up, man. That's a great message, man. So, it's been another great episode of The Foundation, man. Check us on on the next uh, podcast. Check us out. We on um we on every streaming thing uh, right now besides Apple Podcasts. I think we got to have a little couple more episodes before we jump on Apple Podcasts. But check us out. Check us out on um, Instagram, Foundation, uh, Instagram, and the show notes. Um, Jules' information is going to be in the show notes. Um, and until next time, man, keep y'all foundation strong. Keep building. Um, and we go get up next time. Peace, family.